Welcome to the BCHL Podcast presented by Subway. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications and we have three guests ahead on today's episode, but we'll start off with Hobie Baker news as the opening list of 81 names has been unveiled for the 2019 award. Among those 81 are 15 former BCHL players. Fans can go to hobiebaker.com slash vote to place one ballot per day. The BCHL alums in the running right now are Adam Brubacher from RIT, Blake Christensen from AIC, Scott Conway from Providence, Diego Cuglietta from Lake Superior State, Cam Donaldson from Cornell, Dante Fabro from Boston University, Taro Hirose from Michigan State, Yanni Caldas from Cornell, Jake Lucchini from Michigan Tech, Jared Lukosavicius from Denver, Corey Mackin from Ferris State, Cole Meyer from Union College, Chase Prisky from Quinnipiac, Matt Robson from Minnesota, and Brett Sapinski from Union College. Again, visit hobiebaker.com slash vote to place your daily ballot. On to our first interview segment this week, and we start off in Chilliwack with Chiefs head coach and former Michigan State Spartan Brian Maloney. It's been a good season for the Chiefs and Maloney in his first year as a head coach. A former top scorer with the Chiefs in the late 90s, Maloney has come full circle, and we started off discussing how the results to date compare to his expectations going in. Taking over the, the team and the organization late in the season, um, you know, we're kind of scrambling to, to put something together for this season coming here. We wanted to make sure that we, we went a lot, lot younger. Um, we were losing a lot of bodies after the RBC Cup win, and we had to replace a lot of uh, spots and positions, and we wanted to make sure we were young and, and tried to you know, create a culture and, and, and a little bit of a, more of an identity here. And, um, and we feel like we've done that. And, you know, we've, we've put a lot of phone calls in and we've, uh, we're able to secure a lot of high-end character kids that have just been a phenomenal group to work with. And, um, you know, we, we've asked them to do certain things and they've all bought in and just kind of sit back and tweak as we go. But, but uh, they're, they're just a fantastic group to work with. Yeah, you've got some pretty talented players up front. Kevin Wall had been near the top of the league in scoring. He's still a pretty young guy in the league. Harrison Blaisdell going into his draft here. Matt Holmes, who's another been another key piece for you guys. Um, what can you say about the talent up front? It's got to be pretty exciting to watch most nights. Yeah, you know, um, you know, there there are some high end uh, high end kids that we're recruiting, and but you never know what you're going to get when they come here. It's a big jump from from these, uh, you know, whether it's major midgets or these academies or prep schools. And it's a big jump, and some kids can adjust right away, and some kids take longer. And, um, you know, it wasn't always easy for these kids when they, they first made the transition to this league. You know, our first weekend was in Prince George, and it's probably one of the hardest places to play in the league. And they got a real taste of, you know, how quick the league is and how, how hard it is to compete for ice and space out there. And um, so it was just more about managing personalities and getting to know these kids uh, um, and, and find, finding out ways and, and how they click and we had how to get the most out of them. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you spoke about Kevin Wall. Here's a kid that came into the league and, and you know, he was able to, you know, stay with us statistically. He was able to get his, his, his goals and his points that, uh, was keeping the confidence up, but he, he was struggling a little bit. He, he was struggling with the pace of the game, and um, you know we we just made 
make sure that we stay with him and make sure that uh, you know he can he can do so much more if he can you know just ramp up the pace pace of his play and he, he's been able to do that. How about yourself uh, in the coaching uh, in the coaching game? You were an assistant last year for most of the season. Um, how hard was it to make the transition from being an assistant, where in a lot of cases you're kind of the go-between or kind of maybe the player's buddy to some extent, to being the head guy, where you got to kind of be a little bit more um, of a disciplinarian, maybe even a bit more demanding? How difficult was it to navigate that? Um, probably not as hard as uh, one was. Chilliwack Chiefs. You're a former Chiefs player yourself. Uh, you're originally from Alberta, I believe. So, uh, what uh, can you tell us about about the first time you came uh, to Chilliwack as a player? You were a pretty big time scorer for the Chiefs back in the day in the old arena that I hear so much about. And what do you remember about those days? Well, you know, just the, the city and this, uh, the passion for the hockey out in this community is just phenomenal. And um, you know. Michigan State, you were a Spartan, um, got to go to a pretty big time athletic school, which is known you know, a, a lot for hockey, but also basketball and football. Um, on the ice, you got to play there for four seasons. You played with guys like John Michael Lyles, Sean Horkoff, who's also from Chilliwack, um, Ryan Miller. Uh, what do you, what's some of, some of your fondest memories about playing for the Spartans?
roll and um, you know I just kind of put my nose down and worked my butt off in the gym and on the ice and before you knew it by the end of um, the exhibition season I had climbed myself up into the top line with uh, Horkoff and Adam Hall and who are pretty uh, well-known NHLers uh, for many years and uh, I kind of stuck there for uh, so I was pretty blessed with four years of playing uh, top minutes and but I, but I worked hard for those and um, you know we we had a good group that my classmate like you say is John McAlyles, Brad Fast, Ryan Miller these guys have, have gone on to a lot of great things and just they you know Michigan State was known for um, recruiting you know high-end character kids and um, you know, we, we still stay in touch to this day, you know, not, not only were they good hockey players, but they're just phenomenal people, and, um, you know, I, I've had some pretty darn good memories there. I, I, met, I met a lot of good people away from not just hockey, but I enjoyed the fact that, you know, there's so many other sports at Michigan State, so I would actually sit down and hang out with a lot of different athletes and, and just kind of pick their brain on how they prepare for their sport and, and try to, um, you know, take some things on, on how they would develop in their own in their own mindset. And, and uh, you know, we learned a lot from them. And I've had buddies that went off to play in the NBA and the NFL and uh, even the UFC fighting from from my buddies that are that were wrestling there. So it was uh, it's pretty cool to watch these uh, these these people develop into pros, I guess you would call. You were able to to use your college hockey experience and parlay that into a pro career. You spent a lot of time in the American Hockey League, where you're uh, playing with and against a lot of guys that have been in the NHL. You're one phone call away yourself. You, you never did get that call, but uh, you were able to to parlay that into a career in Europe. So you've been able to use hockey to see a lot of the world and have some pretty incredible experiences. I imagine you take a fair amount of pride in that. That's Chilliwack Chiefs head coach Brian Maloney. On now to the BCHL Player of the Week report, and it's Regan Kimmons of the Coquitlam Express who took the nod this time around. The Vaughn, Ontario native racked up nine points in four games last week, including three game-winning goals. Though he authored several key tallies for the Express last week, he's quick to credit those around him for his production. I think it's um, our team working from the defense up, and then also we just got a new center, Ty Wesker, on our team, and Coach put me on the line with him, and we have had some good chemistry right now, and also with Towers, too, on the right wing. So, yeah, I was, I was wanting to ask you about Ty Westgard and the trade deadline. He he swaps over from Surrey. So he's a guy that you've played against a lot over the last couple of years. Last year when you were with Chilliwack, I'm sure you went up against him. And um, What did you notice in his game that you've started to already see translating to, to success with the Express? I think also, like, I think a thing that goes really unnoticed was how good he is on face-off. Like, if we run the face-off, like, 20, 20 seconds of that shift, you're working to get the puck back. But then, with him, we have a lot of offense because he's always one of those draws, and he's so good with his vision that he can uh, make those thread-the-needle passes and find you in the slot when you're open. 
He's been a good player in the league for several seasons. Yourself, I mean, you got your feet wet in the BCHL last year with Chilliwack and obviously had an incredible experience with them last season. But you've taken your game up several notches this year. You've already surpassed all your totals from last season. Is that something where uh, you can attribute it to uh, something you spent time on in the offseason or just, you know, maybe giving, being given uh, more of a featured place in the offense this year with Coquitlam? into this year knowing that I wanted to be committed and it worked out pretty early and then also uh, I think last year I wasn't given because we were an RBC Cup team so I think I don't think I was given much of an opportunity to shine but here I've been given a great opportunity and lots of ice time and I've just been running along with it. We're talking with Regan Kimmins from the Coquitlam Express. He's the BCHL Player of the Week. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your time before the BCHL. You went to a, a program that's that's produced a lot of players that have come to the BCHL and other leagues, and that's St. Andrews College in Ontario. Uh, the team that you were a part of before you came to the BCHL had players like uh, Ryan O'Connell, Alex Newhook as a young guy, played a couple games. Corey Andonovsky was your teammate last year in Chilliwack, really good player that's at Princeton now. Um, tell people about St. Andrews College. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, um, it's, it's shaped my life. It changed me. It's one of the best opportunities and best choices I ever made was sticking around for the grade 11 and 12 year. Um, Coach Manning runs a great program. It's very, very fast hockey every practice, and uh, it translates to the game. And he's also really good at recruiting. He finds those uh, diamonds in the rough. Like, he found a player named Warren Fogel and uh, undrafted to the OHL and just worked his way. He went third round to the North, uh, Carolina Hurricanes and yeah, he's uh, and also like New Hook too. Played a couple games with us, and he's a great coach. And um, I had a great time at St. Andrews. So was it also at St. Andrews College where you started growing out the hockey flow? Uh, no, it's funny thing. Uh, at SAC is a kind of um, uh, it's an all boys school, so it's really strict. Kind of like also a military school, so it's really strict with uh, the hair and shaving. So every day was fresh shaved, and your hair couldn't be growing out past your collar. So I guess when I came up to the BC, I just took full advantage of that because it's been over like two years, like since last year I started growing it. Yeah, we actually ran a poll question earlier this year. I don't know if you probably saw it. We we picked a few different guys from around the league who have pretty good hockey hair or, or decent styles. I actually threw Newhook in there as well. He's got kind of an interesting do. But uh, I think you you probably came away with quite a few votes. We asked people who had the best hair. So do you get uh, quite a bit of uh, commentary on it from your teammates and people around? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, uh, right when I came out, my mom saw it. She started laughing. And then I guess she would start telling people, I'll go to the BCHL website, put the votes in for Reagan. So that was pretty good. And then uh, the person I think who hates my hair the most is our coach. Every time I make a mistake on the ice, he always jokes about, well, do you do that again? I'm cutting all your hair off. So it's... <laughs> Well, we'll tell Coach Forge to uh, to go easy on that. You, there's probably not too many things you've screwed up for him, especially given uh, the week you had most recently. Yeah, I know. He was pretty nice. Um, things have been going your way uh, offensively this year, and the, the uh, Express team is much improved over last season. Um, and all of those things combined have helped attract the attention of Merrimack College, which is a Div 1 program uh, that you have signed on with. Um, it's, it's in a really great hockey conference, but it's probably not the best-known team in that conference in hockey. East, but uh, tell us about Merrimack. Yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a school in North North Boston. Um, they uh, was one of the first schools I started talking to, so I fell in love with it, and I wanted a tour. I loved everything about it, and hopefully, I know they're in a, a rebuild stage. So hopefully, when I come in there, we can uh, get rebuilt in that by year two, three, four. 
more we can uh, have a good run in the hockey conference. Were you able to, t- to make a visit to campus, and what were your impressions? Yeah, yeah, they, they flew me out. Uh, I had a good tour there. I met everyone. Uh, like, rink's really nice. The campus is uh, almost, like, uh, it's really, it's kind of small, but it's really, like, unique, and they've, they've invested over, like, millions of dollars in renovations there, so it's looking really nice. What's the weekend ahead look like for you and the Express, and uh, what do you got a key on to have a good one? Yeah, it's another crazy weekend. We got a uh, Wednesday, sorry, uh, no, um, we just uh, we just played Wednesday Surrey, then we got Langley Friday, Saturday, Wednesday, the next Wednesday Chillock, and then Friday, Saturday, we head up to PG. That's Regan Kimmons of the Coquitlam Express, this week's BCHL Player of the Week. Time for a quick break now, but we'll be back after this. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. Oh, yeah? Then let my piggy bank do the ad. Um, okay. So Subway has these new $4 Mighty Melts, three tasty sandwiches with melted cheesy goodness on warm toasted ciabatta buns for just $4 each. Four bucks? At that price, no one's going to be busting me open. I'm immortal. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Try Subway's $4 Mighty Melts today. Welcome back to the podcast. We go now to our final interview segment, and we head to Salmon Arm to catch up with Silverbacks forward Matthew Verboon. Born in Canada but raised in Switzerland, Verboon got to play for the Swiss at the World Junior Championships in Vancouver and spoke to us this week about the experience. My advisor called the head coach of the Swiss team and said, just just look at him and maybe invite him to, to tryout camp. So then I got invited to, to tryout camp. I was actually in Comox on the, on the island. And um, there was, I think, 15, 15 forwards there, and they were taking 13. So basically had to beat out two guys. And it was it was, it was was tough, a hard, a hard tryout camp for, for about 10 days with three games. But then I made it, so that was cool. Where were the most of the players that uh, play for Switzerland? What, where are they playing right now? I, I imagine you're one of the maybe one of the few guys that's playing in North America somewhere. Uh, there's like five or six CHL players, and no, no WHL actually. They're all in the queue in the, the OHL. Um, most of them are back, back in Europe. So they play either the, the top division in, in Switzerland or or the second the second pro league. Um, a few are in Sweden, but. Most, most are in Switzerland, yeah. Did you uh, surprise yourself at all, or you have pretty high expectations for yourself in terms of making the team? No, I, I feel like I sort of surprised myself. I wasn't anticipating making this team at the start of the year. Um, then, then I had a good start of the year, and I thought anything is possible. I got invited to camp and just decided to play play my hardest and, and see what happened, and it was it was not surprising. I sort of saw it coming that I would make the team. I had a good camp, but I was definitely not what I had anticipated originally, but it was a good surprise. And in the tournament itself, obviously it's a really high-profile tournament in Canada. It's really popular. Obviously it was here in BC. And um, what, what maybe stands out as a highlight for you from the tournament? Was it somebody that you competed against or a, a certain game that was really intense? What kind of jumps to mind right away? I think two games I could, uh, in, in particular, especially well, the Canada game, we played them twice because we played them once in, in a friendly game before the tournament. Um, and that was sort of, the first game was um, like in, 
insane. Like I, I couldn't like understand how I was playing against all these all these drafted guys and everything. Then as you get settled down, you're like I can I can play with these guys. But playing playing Canada then in the Rogers um, during the tournament in front of all those fans that was quite something. And me being Canadian, it was pretty special. But then also playing Sweden in the quarters and beating them, that was quite the upset. And it, it, was, it was cool. It's cool to see that Switzerland could, could uh, compete in the tournament. And, and yourself personally, um, did, you f- did you kind of find yourself having to force yourself into a role that's a little different maybe playing for your national team than, than what you've been doing uh, week in and week out with the Silverbacks? I think a little bit. Um, I had to play a little more of a, of a checking role, a little less ice time, maybe less opportunity than I maybe get in salmon arm. But I still thought I got I got a good amount of ice time. And our coach was a believer in whether you were first line or fourth line or wherever you were in the lineup that you could make a difference on the team and that you had to play to be a difference maker. And he didn't want us to change our our style of play based on where we were in the lineup. So I think that was one thing that was important. But just just um, like making the most of my of my ice time mostly. You're uh, I don't know what your experience has been like with the guy that's the head coach of Switzerland, but he he gets quite a bit of attention. He's a fairly animated fellow, and uh, <laughs> some of his interviews have been replayed a few times. What uh, what's your take on his style? Oh, I I love it. He's super super fiery and has a lot of emotion and. He'll tell you anything. He's super, super honest with the players, and what, whatever you guys see in the interviews is just—it's just half of it, right? He's—he's he's the same thing with the team, and he—he he, he lightens the mood when it needs to be lightened, but he knows when to be serious. He's—I I really enjoy playing for him. Now, uh, you were the the only BCHL player that was uh, in the tournament at all this year. Uh, All the Canadian team was made up of major junior guys, and uh, none of the U.S. players came from our league. So, um, you know, watching a couple of the games on TV, it it drew several mentions for the Salmon Arm Silverbacks and for the BC Hockey League. So uh, did it dawn on you at all that you were carrying the banner a little bit and not only representing yourself but your team and your league? Yeah, I think it was. It's kind of cool being the only one, only one from my league, and it's it's pretty special. But it, it was nothing more. I think it was. Uh, I think Salmon Armour like enjoys the the shoutouts. It's always good for the BCHL to have a player represent there. And yeah, I think it was just just generally cool to be to be from the BCHL in the tournament because I know there's not that many BCHL players that that are in the tournament because Canada usually takes major junior players and BCHL you have to be Canadian to be the tournament so there's only those few select um, dual citizens that can play on different teams so that's kind of special Do many of the players that uh, you got a chance to catch up with I'm sure you know all of those guys from being in the, the Swiss hockey community did they know much about where you're playing and what the BCHL is about? Not really no they I sort of explained to them they don't Obviously, Europeans mostly know about Major Junior, not about BCHL, because they don't have a Canadian passport, so they would never be able to play in the BCHL. But I think they, they understood it was a good league, and I, they thought I was having a good season, that I could come and play on the, on the World Junior team. So 
obviously they they respected the league and thought thought highly of it after the tournament. So for a few weeks, you're playing amongst you know the absolute best players in your age group in the world, um, yeah. and then you, what have you found? You know, going through that uh, sort of a testing process, um, what did it do for you? And you get thrown back into a BCHL game where maybe the players aren't aren't quite as advanced, or maybe they're a bit younger. That that kind of a thing. What's the adjustment been like getting back into the BCHL? Yeah, I think there's two things it sort of helped me with. The first one's confidence that hey, I can do that against the, the best junior players in the world, so I should be able to, to do it against BCHL players, maybe try more things and like play with play with more confidence with the puck and also your place of play and your um your your speed of thinking, like when you um Sorry, when you when you get the puck in in the World Junior Games, like you have a split second to make the decision, that you have to you have to go go go. So I think there's a little more time in the BCHL since you use that time time and make plays more. That's Seven Arm Silverbacks forward Matthew Verboon. And that's all for the podcast this week. For all the latest BCHL headlines, visit bchl.ca and follow the league on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GoBCHL. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.